Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. We lift up your holy name. And oh God, we believe there is no one else like you. We bless your holy name in this place. We lift up your holy name and we praise you for your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy. Let your anointing come down upon your people. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you to the band. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome to the evening service. I believe we are going to have a wonderful time in the house of God. Amen. And you should believe that too. I hope you do come with an expectation to the services. Because tonight, I want to share about something. The danger of familiarity. The danger of familiarity. We need to hear these kind of messages sometimes to stir us up. Because if I were to put it in real English, when boredom strikes, that's the real message. When boredom strikes, it strikes at any time, at any place. It waits on you and then it jumps you and it takes a hold of you and then it grips you and it does something to you. So tonight, I want to stir up the people in the house of God, and please allow me with that. Amen. It's good to see all these smiling faces. As I was coming to the stage, I quickly got a scripture, and I've been thinking about the idea that is missing in Christianity and missing in the most of our lives. The idea and the theme or the word called meditation. Meditation. Because in 1994, something drastic happened. How many of you know what happened in 1994? The focus of the world changed by creating a cell phone. And with a cell phone, the attention of mankind were drawn away to a thing that kept start or started to keep people busy. What is this about? It's about where we focus on. When that focus is distracted, then other focuses comes in mind and the mind of man becomes busy. We become busy, literally. Do you know, young people, there was a time when there was nothing except a book. You could only deal with boredom by having a book. No television, nothing. And we had libraries. For those of you who do not know what that is, it's not a file on your, on your computer. We literally had to get onto our bicycles and go to a library 
and take a book and read it. And by doing that, our knowledge increased. But today, many things are added that takes away the, the attention span of us, of mankind. And specifically Christians, we are drawn away from specifically the idea of meditation. Let me, I'm going to give you a scripture. It wasn't part of my notes, but this is to your blessing. Let me just see where it is. Ephesians or Philippians 4, verse 8. For those of you who do note-taking, that's a very good thing in dealing with boredom. It's to come with a Bible, with a pen and a book, and to write things down. It keeps you attached to the platform. Amen. And if you have a phone in your hand and it's not on the Bible, you'll hear about that tonight. But this, listen to this, listen to this, church. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. When last have you had time to literally sit and do nothing? I doubt it, doubt it if there's any person in this place that takes the time or takes the time to sit and do nothing. Nothing. I'm, I mean nothing. I remember when we went to our jobs, you know, we did not have a radio on. I took the train from Hamburg to Johannesburg. And for an hour, you had to sit and do nothing. Can you imagine? There was a time like that where you sat and did nothing. But my focus is now spiritual where we don't have the time to take the Word of God and to start meditating upon the Word of God. When that thing, meditation, specifically on the Word of God, is not taken back into a person's life, we rob ourselves of the deep things of God. And this is for every single person, me included. Because I do find myself that the time to meditate upon God's Word is very limited in my life. But then the word meditate, it means the following. Logizumai. The Greeks say it like this. It means to estimate. It means to take inventory. To take spiritually, spiritual inventory of a person's life, you need time. And when you take time to meditate upon your life and upon the things that you do and the purpose of why you exist, then you will quickly find yourself that 
you'll start to make different decisions about who you are and why God created you. It is as if modern mankind is created for the computer. But we have been created to be connected to the person who created those stars. Now when the focus is drawn away from God, then we truly become bored individuals. And we do not take stock of our spiritual lives anymore. So the word meditate here, this is for all of us and the church online to go and see what Christian meditation is. It is not the emptying of oneself, but the filling of oneself with God's Word. That is true meditation. Where the Word of God as the seed enters a person's life, and because it's taken in, after a time, it starts germinating. And when it germinates, it brings forth fruit. So we need to look back. Think spiritually now. Please, every person, look back and ask yourself, is there fruit on my tree? What kind of fruit is on my tree? Is it ripe? So this is the word, logizomai, meditate on these things. And then it says here, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. Then it says, and the God of peace will be with you. If you want peace in your life, see, because our minds are truly too busy, then we need to, to, from tonight, take the time to put away the things, put off things, put off appointments, and take the time to get to God's Word. Because we are in deep trouble as a church worldwide if we do not get back to the Word of God. I do not understand why most people when they leave school do not come to Bible school first and fill themselves with the Word of God. I cannot understand that a person could be saved for 10 years and have not entered a training facility to study God's Word. Because you see, Satan is a very familiar person Satan lived in the presence of God. He lived there. That was his home, to be literally in the presence of God. And he got familiar with the presence of God. And because of that, he took that familiarity to the Garden of Eden. And he presented that familiarity to Adam and Eve. Because Adam and Eve, we don't know what, how long, but they spend time with God up to the point where Satan waited for the right time to enter with the question, did God say? If he did it to Adam and Eve, he's surely doing it to the church as well, to every person alive. Therefore, the getting to God's word and meditate because that's where the Holy Spirit starts revealing not just things in the Word, but how that things apply to your life. It's the application 
of God's Word to our lives that causes us to flow in the right direction. And when there's no direction, it means that we are either familiar with God, familiar with His church, familiar with our purpose. I mean the wrong kind of familiarity because to be familiar means the following. Let me say it to you. It is the thorough knowledge and mastery of a thing or a subject. How many of you, when you committed your life to Christ, had that deep burning fire burning on the inside of you? Do you know how many times we have to weekly, monthly, yearly reignite the fire so that the purpose of my life might not disappear? Because I am getting familiar with church. Last week, it was quite amazing to see so many people worshiping God, truly worshiping God from the heart. It, it, it touched me. But to really worship God, how many of you have feet here tonight? Okay, take, take both your feet and, you know, do it like this. Everybody here, just, just do, do it like that. All right. Now, if you can do that, all right, how about, how about do that? Anybody do that? Anybody? Is, is it just the youth? Wait, I'm busy here with a thing. Maybe this side of the church. You know, okay, do it like this. You know, are we familiar with our Sundays that the worship of God is just a standing occasion? When last have you, have you ever experienced when you get wild? Nobody ever. Tonight will give you an opportunity. You see, everybody, yeah? Mark loss. Arthritis, go. <laughs> Amen. Let me first get to the word before we get to Jabula. You see, familiarity does something to a person, and it takes no prisoners. Have you ever heard of the word or the, 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 the explanation of taking no prisoners? It means that you're all in. It means that in war, it means that there's nobody coming with me. Those prisoners are dying. <laughs> and that's what familiarity does to a person it creates within a person a pacifying effect of sleep. When we become familiar with God's presence, when we become familiar with church, God, when he had church in mind, when he created the church, he created it to be alive and to experience him. If you do not experience him, Maybe we have become familiar with God. And that should never happen. And there are scriptures regarding that. But I want to quickly take you to another scripture regarding meditation. And this is 1 Timothy. Let me just use this. 1 Timothy 4.15. And here it says, meditate 
on these things. This is Paul writing to a young Timothy. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. But that word meditate means something different. It means melata, melata, which means to take care of, to take care of. Two different themes on meditation. The one is to take care of you spiritually. It means the opening up so that the word of God may come in. If the word of God does not come in, we get bored with God's word. Then we only want to hear it from a preacher. That's never been God's intention. That a person should live from a Sunday. But a person should live day by day by day studying God. The Bible is the study of God whom we will spend eternity with. And it's got to happen now, right now. So here, to take care of, to take care of the mind. Because the mind is the thing that gets distracted. For those of you who've been married, do you remember when you fell in love? You fell in love. Oh, my word. Oh, do you remember it? I mean, that's, the, that's probably outside of the Lord Jesus Christ, the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. It's like, wow. Not for the fact that finally I got a wife or someone chose me. <laughs> but the fact that, wow, it's so great. And you know, when we preach and we talk about negative things like divorce or anything like that, it's never to hurt people in our church, but it's to help because everybody goes through the same things. And when we talk straight, we want to help people. So familiarity within marriage is a dangerous thing. That's where we get bored with one another. It's kind of like, should I go home tonight? And that's, that's wrong because that's your partner for life. That's the person you should fill one another. And believe me, young people, it's easy when you're two, three, four, five, six years <laughs> married. But when you come for 20, 30, 40, what you put in in the beginning is what you get out later. So make sure you put in the right things because it's still the same girl you fell in love with. It's still the same man. He's just developed. <laughs> Let me leave that at that. Those stomachs that grows by itself. It doesn't need any help, it just happens. It's kind of like after 40, you change. No, it's because what we put in is what we get out. <laughs> Amen. Let me not lose focus now. Focus back, George. Mark 6, verse 1. This is now the Lord Jesus. And we have to bring this in. Because in Mark 6, verse 1, it says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. 
And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Can you imagine that? But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not known without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives and his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he, the Lord, marveled at them. Here's the thing about getting familiar with God. It affects our belief. It really affects your faith. If you get familiar with church, with the Bible, that I've read that, I do not need to read it again, then immediately familiarity kicks in and boredom comes in. Now at the latest stage, I'm bored with this book, I'm bored with Sundays, I'm bored going to sell, I'm bored. That's a terrible thing, I wanna tell you. It is a fight every person fights for yourself. And it is a fight. You can never leave it alone. It's a daily fight. Where do you see yourselves December? You've got to plan ahead spiritually. Where do you really see yourself? Where do you see yourself in doing something for God? I get bored. When people get bored, they immediately leave the word and leave prayer. Two things that immediately goes. And when that happens, the first thing that sets in is sin. It's inevitable. You cannot stop it. It will come for you. Many people get into trouble because they are bored with a book. And the house of God. It is a battle every person fights. And it's a fight that's real, people. If Satan fell in front of God, by coming against God, by wanting his position, who are we? Who are we? Therefore, the refreshing of seeking God's face. How is it done? It is done, and I have some solutions here. I have actually got some solutions here for you. Scripture that says, seek and you shall find. See, if there's no seeking, immediately something else kicks in, in into a person's life. If there's no seeking, if there's no knocking, then no door will be op opened. If there's no seeking and knocking, no single door will be opened in a, spirit, in a person's spiritual life. And this is for all the stages of your spiritual journey. It's for 10-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60, 70, 80, 90, and 100. It's for all of us. So... 
at what level are you spiritually really? Have you lost your edge? Is the knife blunt? It's no more cutting. It's just there at the back of the drawer. The knife cannot be used for anything except to stab. And I don't see you stab anything when you eat. I see you cut things. So if you've lost your edge, it means that familiarity could have set in. And it's a real fight, specifically when we come to church, when we go to our cell group. For the cell leaders, we know how the fight is real. We know what it feels like when Tuesday arrives and same people, same faces. We've been doing this for a long time. But I want to change your focus. Every person here that's connected to the cells, go with an expectation. Seek God's face. Make every appointment an appointment with God. Because God knows our hearts. He knows what he wants to do. But if we don't take the time to seek him and to spend time in his presence and to make it intentional, then you will not experience God. You will not. You will not experience it when he moves past you, when he's coming to you, because we are so disconnected from spiritual reality that the idea is, how can I stick it out? How, how can I stick it out? It's a very hard thing, I must tell you. If you're already into that mode of, sure, you know, I've not even been in the mood to come to church tonight. I don't even see myself in a week's time where I'm spiritually. We need to take time. We need to absolutely take time to see God's face. And then I want to give you another scripture. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Please go there. Extremely important scripture. You see, where familiarity sets in, there's no more miracles. Do you know that? Because there's no seeking. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful being. And he is on the inside of us. And he wants to do something with you. He wants you to experience God like you've never experienced God before. The future is bright for those who seek God. The future is full of great things 
And it's only up for the taking for those who seek God. But we need to start meditating upon our lives, upon our purpose, upon what am I doing with my life? What am I really doing with my life? So when the presence of God is not felt anymore, when it's not, there's no experience anymore, it shows you that a new seeking must happen. And new devotions need to be made. When I go into my quiet time and it's just quiet, there's no more connection with God. It's kind of like, do you know that in the quiet time is the place of real worship? Do you know that that's the place where you really worship God? That's the place where a person grows spiritually. When you take the time, and it's difficult. I know some people need to get five o'clock into their cars to get to work. And it's extremely difficult to do that. But we need to make time. It's about time that we make and take and use it in God's presence. And one thing about familiarity, that because when, when boredom sets in, sin creeps near immediately. There are so many testimonies where people get bored and then they start going on their phones. Now, Satan has a plan with your phone, believe me. He's got a plan. He has a wonderful plan. If you are battling in the area of pornography, you will have a very difficult time to keep Satan off your back. You will have a difficult time. But if you open up, I want to see any person meditating upon God's work, word and do sin. You cannot study this and walk out of this immediately and go and sin. It's because the book is absent. When the book is absent, boredom is present. And when boredom kicks in, it takes no prisoners at all. Amen. King David is one of the great examples, and Solomon, his son. Do you know that Solomon, for about 20 years, he really served God properly? And then he got all those wives, and then it started to go sideways. Okay. One wife, one life. All right. <laughs> but that man, he had another plan. I don't know what he was thinking about. I mean, the guy with the most wisdom, how is it even possible? Hey, can you imagine? Men? Yeah, it's funny. But Solomon, for 20 years, served God. And right after that, he started making the biggest mistakes of his life. And you can go and read Ecclesiastes 3 about his life, the things he did, where he said, all is vanity. He had everything. So the answer is not in the new car that brings fulfillment. The answer is in the will of God is true fulfillment. That's why Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, young man, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. That was personal. That is an instruction for all of us. Go out. Save someone. Use your mouth. 
When last have we saved any person? So King David, the moment, you see King David, the moment he got out of the fight, the moment he got out of the fight, he was at the, at the wrong place. Where's the man of God? You know, a fighting warrior, a man after God's heart, sitting on the top of a balcony, watching a girl. How's that possible, young people, men, that we should be fighting, not sitting on balconies? Because that's, you see, when that fight, when the fight in us stops, there's another fight for your life happening. And that fight you don't want. Because Satan as well, he takes no prisoners. He's got a plan for every person as well. So, the Israelites, final thing I'm going to mention to you. The Israelites coming out of Egypt, what's the first thing they did? They immediately got familiar with God's men. Ten men went out to find what God would reveal. What did they find? They found themselves giving a report, a negative report, instead of going back and saying to the people, there's only tall people walking around there. The report they gave was a familiar report. Everybody got into that language type. And what happened? Immediately, immediately, listen to this church, immediately when Moses went up the mountain into God's presence, immediately they started fornicating. Immediately, because they got bored with God. I'm not going to have patience. I'm not going to wait on him. I'm not going to do nothing. So let's get into party mode. We have to fight the party that's on the inside of us. <laughs> so many people, I have learned that too late. That when young people talk about kair, it's a fact. Young people, if your child is still in primary school, once they get to high school, if you hear the word kair, Take that child, move to another nation. <laughs> because it's only God that can help you when the career starts. But it's a wonderful thing when a young person says, no. No. I will not. I will dedicate my life to God and I will serve him all the days of my life. Give the Lord a praise offering. Yes. Satan doesn't play games. Neither should we. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.